Hello, adventurers and friends. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 6. Jeb goes to investigate the fucked up chicken near camp. Combat ensues, and shortly Moonlight and Kestrel are called to help. The chicken monster is killed, but not before, full-on turning Jeb to stone. Kestrel rouses the camp into a binge prayer session to Caden Kalian. Moonlight mysteriously dances around Jeb while Sad Turtle keeps watch. The next day is Caden Knight Holiday Merry Mead. By his own fortitude and a little help from Moonlight's dance and the accidental god, Jeb recovers from being petrified. His restoration from petrification is hailed as the miracle of Merry Mead. Merry Mead is going to be one hell of a time. We said it was about 10 a.m. when you encountered the cockatrice, cockatrice the prior day. A lot of people in the circus are very hungover. They're not used to drinking like that. Kestrel's perfectly fine, obviously. But I'd like the party to let me know how they're going to be spending Merry Mead together with the circus. Uh, so what Kestrel would do is certainly just um, celebrate the unstoning of Jeb and uh, dance to the music and, you know, enjoy if somebody's like grilling and cooking, he'll enjoy that and just drinks and pass around drinks and be merry and uh, yeah, just have a good time, really. Like, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to have somebody like in real life turn to stone and then... 24 hours later just shed the stone like how fucking exciting is that right uh and it's merry mead today beautiful what about anybody else uh savatri i would be side by side with kestrel getting drunk dancing getting drunk getting rowdy what about uh not selling myself (laughs) not selling not selling my body have I told you what my headcanon is for why uh, Savatri is so, so like uh, salty? No. You don't have to be nice to people anymore, so you're just making up for years of faking being nice to people. Faking more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're joining on on this shit too. Huh? <laughs> uh, no, that's no, that's seriously, that's my headcanon to why Savatri is just like, eh, fuck you. I mean, it Quit makes staring sense. at my ass. <laughs> she just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Over hey. it. Done. It's not Hyonan. Who the fuck cares what she does now? Nobody. What about Moonlight? That feels kind of harsh. <laughs> Nobody cares about her anymore. <laughs> uh, Moonlight, quite honestly, is going to be completely fucking exhausted after yeah. spending all night dancing. Once Jeb is safe, they probably go lay down for a little while yeah you need a nap <laughs> you would probably have a hard time finding space near the camp that's quiet or you, do you just not care i mean for when i go out into the woods in the tree it's kind of where i live so right right obviously um, and yeah i mean if i have to go a little farther away than normal i will I assume that nobody even notices because they're all partying and stuff and they just kind of kind of disappear for a little while. I saved Jeb for last for a reason. Jeb, you're free. Holy shit. I mean, what? What do you really do? Ha- nothing, nothing. Nothing. To me, it, to me it was just You just, just lost a day. I didn't. To me it's the same day. I mean, I guess I don't know. 
Does Jed feel like, like super well rested? Is, it, is, is that how it works, or were you completely stone and just? No, like, it says you're completely in stasis and forget, and not, you don't, not aware of anything that happens. Oh, it even so, it actually says oh, in the. Well, I believe. Yeah. Let me double check. <laughs> While petrified, your mind and body are in stasis, so you don't age or notice the passing of time. So Jet. to me, I'm a little confused because I mean, not really. Okay. So, so yeah, literally. I immediately swing at the chicken. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> remember, I walked around showing it to everybody. You no, don't I don't it. remember. What is it? Is. <laughs> I guess I'm most concerned about why Tiger looks. I mean, Turtle looks so concerned. Yeah, and and Turtle Turtle is very concerned. Uh, I mean, as soon as your you know your skin turns back to normal and you start moving again, Turtle goes up on the two hind legs and. Puts her paws right on your chest, and yeah, it, I, I just I can't even imagine. I go make us some food, because it's Preferably a normal day, right? Something of the red meat variety, rather than chicken. Rather than chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a vegetarian druid. Ugh. <laughs> Mary Mead is a very lively, completely. Uh, crazy sort of day. All of the musicians are have their their instruments out. Aberton is really close by to the circus camp, so uh, the people of Aberton are circling in and out of uh, camp. Especially after Jeb is no longer petrified. About three, maybe four hours later, some people from town start filtering in, and they start talking about the miracle of Mary Mead. And uh, Jeb, a lot of people want to talk to you. It, there's a lot of hubbub around you all. A lot of people are talking about uh, how great how, our circus is. How much they love it. Uh, how, especially for the four of you, uh, are are so impressed with how cleanly and uh, easily you took care of all of the crazy situations that happened. Uh, you start hearing people who are talking about the halfling coming in to the camp. People talking about the rats and the vipers. Things that you wouldn't expect people from town to know. Anything? Anybody want to do anything with that piece of information as it starts coming through the camp? Uh, with the information you have given us, I'm not certain what I would do. I guess I would let it happen. I mean, like, I'm not going to try and pretend like we're amazing. I don't want to, like, self-aggrandize. I mean, I'm pretty fucking amazing, but I'm not going to, like, brag about it. Okay, okay. The humble circus performers. A rare breed. Um, if, it's, if it's been four plus hours, like you said, Moonlight would be back. Okay, okay. What's Moonlight going to do to participate? Drink. Have fun. Yeah. Well, does anything else happen on Merry Mead, or do we just, like, fucking carouse the day away? You guys would carouse the day away, but at about 6 p.m., something's going to occur. So I want to just make sure I'm getting the idea of what you guys are doing all together. I mean, we could get into the nitty-gritty of... We are drinking and being merry. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of food being made, a lot of things being that have been smoking all day in these makeshift uh, smoking contraptions. Um, I would say, like, probably uh, a hole dug in the ground with some coals and some uh, some sticks, and then you cover it up. And they've been letting that sit since, like, five this morning. They've been preparing for this. I'm assuming you all of you are together for this. 
So, at, at a, just around dinner time, the professor, after a bit, comes up to you. This a man who's come asking for you all by name. His name is Mayor Aber. He is the mayor of Aberton. Wait, the mayor's it, name is of Aberton. Is Aber? It, it, uh, yes. Even though he has rigged this election, the mayor's uh, name is Mayor. No, his name is Jay. You introduced him as Mayor. I mean, it's a title thing. It'd be like saying Mr. Aber. Are we are we arguing about this? There's something you've got to realize here. I mean, right, uh, this is Merrymead, and we're all incredibly drunk. I don't go by prostitute Savatri. You can't. He can't go by mayor. But is that a title? <laughs> yes. Is that a, that's, yes. That's a, that's a profession. <laughs> that's a profession. Yes. Yes, because mayor is not a profession. Prostitute's title. Prostitute's Sex people. worker Savatri. Let's be politically correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, he says he would like to speak to you in private. All of you. If it's all of us, that's not very private. As private as the four of you can be. Five, including him. Will you be there too? Uh, not necessarily. I must insist, Professor, that you be there as well. Okay, I'll, I'll come along. Sure. Tuzzle must be there as well. Uh, I... I can't imagine the mayor is going to say no to Turtle. I Nobody can't imagine. Says no to Turtle. She's adorable. How do you say no? You don't. What's up, to the mayor. Do, do, do you all want to talk to him at the big top or squeeze into a wagon? The big top might be best. I like yes. squeezing. Well, let's oh, go to top. the wagon, and you can squeeze against whoever you want. I just figured it might be a good way to get information, Wait. but Big Top is fine. Big Top, yes, Big Top, and squeeze against whoever you want. Yes, yes, Big Top. I still squeeze against Mayor Mayor. Well, he's going to die. <laughs> I'll go tell him to meet us in the Big Top center ring. I mean, sure, let's shine the spotlight on him, fuck. <laughs> I just figured, if we have the equipment, why not dazzle? Oh, don't worry. My equipment always dazzles. <laughs> well, then the uh, uh, the board of the Circus of Wayward Wonders stumbles over to the big top. She's called the board. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trying to find out what to. I've been trying to think of what to call you guys, and then just decided I'm going to certainly call the board. not the fucking board. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got the uh, CEO, the CFO, the COO, and the, <laughs> and the secretary. Uh, you guys, so you guys end up heading into the big top, and uh, the professor does have a spotlight down, but there's also enough light uh, that can be let in by holding the tent flaps back, and he has that done. So it's not like it's a completely dark tent with the spotlight on. But the mayor is standing there, and he's a middle-aged man, balding, thinning brown hair uh, with a a beard, and he's holding a wide-brimmed hat to his chest, and he has on a cord tie. And when you enter the big top, he turns to look at you pensively and watches you approach. Thank you so much for agreeing to see me. My name is Jay Aber, and I'm the mayor of this town. I saw your show last night, and it was spectacular. 
But then, this morning, I learned that you and your people were attacked by someone from Aberton? Or perhaps from the Hermitage of the Blessed Lightning? Our little town, it's been terrorized for weeks, since long before you showed up. I'm so sorry that you got caught up in this. Uh, quite all right. Everyone is fine now. And yeah, have a drink. And I hand him a drink that I would have brought in. Yeah, if you brought in a drink, he'd, he'd grab one. He's like, ah, thank you. Merry, merry mead. Merry, merry mead. And he takes a big long swig from his tankard. While we're having this meeting, Kestrel is going to surreptitiously make shadow puppets in the spotlight. Savatri will occasionally uh, let out a little giggle as she enjoys. Shadow puppets. I can't get to <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. All right, all right. Uh, Moonlight, Moonlight stays on the edge of the the light. They're not really used to like standing like in the middle of the spotlight. It's too bright. And Jeb and Turtle are just fucking impatient as fuck. When is this going to be done with? <laughs> just I can see surly. it in Jeb's face. Now that you're here, why don't you tell us why you're here? Please. Uh, uh, I, I can't see how anyone from our town would be involved in such villainy, but I can't believe anyone at the Hermitage would do so either. The Hermits are kind, humble, and pious folk, devoted to Gazra. Their master is a man named Harlock Hamdiel. He's a fine person, loves animals and nature and such. Uh, uh, honestly, it's impossible to imagine him countenancing anything like what happened the other night. Uh, uh, but that doesn't mean the town and the hermitage always agreed. Aberton has had some challenges lately. Uh, there's been a little little rain, and the fields are dry. The heat is wizard plants, and, and then we got a cold snap that froze what survived. The wind has pulled down what's left of the topsoil in the dust storms. <laughs> Many of our wells have dried up in the streams. I've never seen them so low. Uh, now, it's nature, and it goes in cycles, I know. Many of us figure we just need to be patient. Uh, the rains will come back. Uh, but some of the hermits have blamed us. For what? I don't know. It's like they think we've done something wrong. But we're just farmers. Anyways, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm rambling. I, I, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Uh, uh, over the last month, uh, things have gotten really bad. Hamema, uh, a local orchard uh, tender, got attacked by a wild boar in the street. Aberton's miller, Soraya Hofton, and her family have gone completely missing. Uh, no one would blame them if they left town, but maybe they were driven off. Normally, I'd go to the sheriff with this. She's always kept us safe, but no one's seen her either. And I... I heard how you protected the innocent people here the other night, and I thought maybe... Maybe you could do for us what you did for them. If you could, I'd gladly speak to Harlock about the woman who attacked you last night. Perhaps even get you admission to the hermitage. So you could talk to him and see for yourself. They're harmless. Zavatri has two immediate questions. One, how long have these people been missing? You said there's a family missing and the sheriff is also missing. How long? Uh, it, it, yes, uh, it, it's been about a week. 
for both of them? They go both go missing the same day? No, the, the, the Miller's family went missing first. Uh, the sheriff only very recently, the other night. Can you be more specific? Uh, uh, the, the night before the, the circus performance. And the family went missing a week ago. Was the sheriff looking into it? I, I guess I'd never asked. You're the mayor. Oh, right. I, I deal with the bureaucracy of being the mayor. Second question. I, yes. <laughs> What's our reward for looking doing looking into this for you? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm assuming level three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, your name is Abba, and the town is called Abbaton, right? Uh, no, his yes. ma- his name's Mayor. No, it's Jay Abba. Yeah, of Abbaton. I would think you would have the power to rename it Sickest of Wayward Wonderston. Sorry? I like where his head's at. Yes. Uh, I mean, if we're going to handle these problems for you and you have nowhere else to turn, Sickest of Wayward Wonderston. I like the sound of that. And I want to uh, be the new mayor. Uh, no, no, Moonlight should be the new mayor. Moonlight's uh, a much better mayor than us. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, mayor's too much work. This mayor is not doing his job. Moonlight would do better. I, you know, I, uh, my, my, my family founded Abbotton, uh, 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 generations ago. Uh, my mother handed me the mayor position 20 years ago now, and I've been mayor ever since. Uh, it's named Abbotton because my family name is Abbotton and my family found the town and, and, and I don't think I could just, and the name gives, means you're a good mayor. Uh, it's not even a good name. How can uh, you be a good mayor? Well, I, 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 maybe I should come back tomorrow. Think about well, that maybe. reward. Think about the reward. We'll start looking into this for you. Uh, I, I kind of, okay, okay. All, all right, I'll see what I can scrabble up. Where, where is the sheriff's office? Uh, uh, I could, I could easily take you to it. Can someone else? Also, also side note, um, you guys have been camped very close to Aberton for some time. You would probably know that information. I'm assuming I've made a few trips in the town too, like I did the other day. Easily, yeah, easily. I, 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 I know my way. Sheriff's office, though. I, I would know what the, I would know where the <laughs> sheriff's office is. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, we, we can find our own way there. You don't need to show us. Um, just you know, start preparing those uh, that reward. Um, again, that's Circus of Wayward Wonderton. Uh, right, right, Kestrel. I, it's got a great ring to it, I think. And then start writing your letter of resignation. We'll, I, we'll start I, going. You're free to I, go. Wait, uh, I think we all need you're, to be so you're, you're you're free to go. Uh, oh, oh, okay. He like bends over and sets the tankard on the ground and. No, you can keep the tankard. Keep drinking. It's a yes, holiday. It's merry mead. Please enjoy. You do not disrespect the holiday. He's like quickly goes back down to pick it up and. Yes, of course. <laughs> Mayor, Mayor Abba, you fool. You came into a den of clowns. <laughs> good day, uh, sir. Good uh, day. Go, good, good, good day. And he walks away quickly. I think we all just burst out laughing as he goes. <laughs> Except for Jeb, who's annoyed with us. He's like, Spen- but that Spencer was my so, hook. Spencer looks so pissed. <laughs> Just about everything. Put that in the episode. He looks so unhappy with us. <laughs> I think you guys are kind of rude to the mayor. 
Yeah, but like, what's he thinking? He's showing up to a circus and he wants the goddamn carnies to save his city. What is going on here? Plus, it's a holiday that's basically the equivalent of St. Patrick's Day. We're absolutely going to be trashed. Well, I mean, and and for someone that does like follow that god too. Yes, it's like it's as though I worship, you know, St. Patrick. That is my god, not Catholicism. St. Patrick. Hey, you guys do whatever you want to do. Uh, you took you took Jay off guard a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's he, a Jay off. He, <laughs> mayor, he, mayor. Stupid. He may have or may have not assumed that you were like, you know, Heroes. kind people that he could like ask for help. But oh, we're, you know, we're nice. We're just, you know, drunk. Drunk. Yeah, I'm not good. A little drunk, belligerent. Drunk, a little belligerent. And drunk and strange. I mean, it's, it's we're strange. fucking, we're fucking circus performers. Yeah, what does he <laughs> expect? Well, I guess you taught him a lesson, now, didn't you? But we'll fucking uh, do it. I mean, like, I want to be a hero. Like, Kestrel is down yeah, for that shit. I said it before. Savatri's amazing. We're gonna, we're gonna go the save best. some, some a family, the Howard family, uh, and, and the sheriff. Don't correct me. It's the Howard family. No, no, no. Okay, all right. The Howard, fa- Howard family. What was that? Was it Hall? Houghton? Uh, Houston? Hofton. Hofton. Oh, yeah. Hofton Mill. Like Hofton Mill. I was, I was like Hofton Mill. And, and Hofton Mill was one of the places that was mentioned in... Yes. It's on the map. Or marked on the map. Yes. Yeah. So I'm voting we go there first. Oh, starting to put some of this together. And Old Lynn's Orchard. We'll start with the mill. What was the sheriff's name? Fucking tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I mean, it's a holiday. Tomorrow, Uh, obviously. Yeah, what was the sheriff's name? I would assume Uh, we know who the sheriff is. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume. We know where the sheriff's office is. We probably know who the sheriff is. The professor comes up to you guys after Jay walks out, and he goes, uh, I kind of uh, maybe have something I could offer you to assist if you're going to be helping out the fine citizens of... Abbotton? Circus of Wayward Wonderston? I like Abbotton more, to be honest with you. It's a working title. Yeah, okay. Shut up, old man. Yeah, fair enough. I feel the like old, I've been really mean to this old the, guy. The, for the a while. old man is a friend. Come on. I've been mean to him since episode one. Like, I, I can't you stop. Have <laughs> you have been. I, I only ever called him old man. I put I my arm around him, and I'm real friendly, real chummy with Professor. So, what uh, was you were going to tell us, old friend? Well, actually, uh, this morning, uh, immediately after Jeb uh, uh, miraculously turned, came back to life. Uh, how do you? How do we? We've just been calling it the miracle of Mary Mead, uh, but. I sent the uh, sideshow of everyday marvels out to Aberton uh, to spread the good news and the good word of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. And uh, the sideshow has brought me some very interesting information that I think may be very relevant here. So is this like your spy network? Uh, well, I mean. Or your PR they, department? They certainly can be. Yeah. Uh, you know these people. Although I will say they'd spend a lot of time in town, so you guys don't actually know them terribly well. You just know of them. So these yeah. guys drum up our uh, drum up our business. They drum it up. They drum up business. Uh, they also listen for rumors and they start rumors, that sort of thing. Like uh, you know, feet on the ground from street talk. All right, all right. Well, I guess. 
what, we want to go meet with them then and get some information? Or just head on over to Hofton Mill tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the professor. After a hearty anti hangover breakfast. Obviously. Lots of eggs. Lots Bacon. of grease. Grease shit. The professor would look at you and he'd say, uh, uh, yes, the, the sideshow will be coming back in in the morning and they can share with you the information that they've received or is sniffed out in town. Thank you. You're not completely useless, old man. Uh, I, I, pat, I pat you on the back. You're free to go. Say thank you, I guess, Savatri. Uh, Moonlight, would you talk to Savatri? She's been kind of surly lately. And I, I picture Savatri like pushing him out the tent as he's with one hand while while using the other to continue drinking. <laughs> Moonlight kind of shrugs like apologetically, like sorry, because <laughs> because Moonlight definitely feels like Savatri's being an asshole. <laughs> Ted, Ted thinks Savatri is being an asshole. Ted, Ted knows. Savatri <laughs> is being an asshole. All right. welcome, welcome to my chaotic neutral, <laughs> Eric right. of Calistria. Uh, I'm going to basically say at this point, uh, you all are going to have the rest of Mary Mead free. Everybody wakes up the next day. The cook doesn't wake up as early as they normally would. Uh, well, that's right. Nobody else does either. Breakfast is delayed because of that. Um, but what do, you call something, what do you call something that's like, not like Christmas Eve, but like the day after Christmas? Christmas post? I feel like Merry Mead post would have to also be a holiday. <laughs> I would say more like uh, New Year's Day. Like New Year's Eve, you drink too much. New Year's Day is... Like the, I didn't realize New Year's Day is the holiday, but really New Year's Eve is the holiday. <laughs> it's so Merry Mead and Merry Mead Day after. In the morning, Savatri would look for the professor. She has been being quite the bitch to him, so so she's going to go up to him and, and apologize. Um, I mean, during the show, it was our first show. She was a little on edge, so yeah, she's a little mean. And then yesterday was just, I mean, come on. Yesterday was a shit day. Oh, totally. She blacked out half of it. But she would make a, a very heartwarming apology to the kind old man. Well, Professor. Uh, c- kind professor. Right, right. No, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep calling him old man. Kind kind old man. Kind old man. Uh, the professor, he, he goes, uh, I appreciate it, uh, Savatri. Uh, thank you. I realize that you have been on it recently, and you very suddenly had a lot of responsibilities thrust upon you. So, yes. yes. Stop asking me to do stuff. Oh, no, I don't think that I'm going to do that. I, can, I can, think... can I take a back seat like Jeff? You're, uh, who, who do I go to for for things that we need to discuss? So about ca- the circus? charisma-related things go to Swanee. I'm sorry, Moonlight. Go to Moonlight. Here, professor, I'm, I'm, this is how we're going to metagame from here on forward. Let's I'm, have this conversation now. <laughs> I'm their backup. If it's acrobatic-related, go to Kestrel. <laughs> it's got uh, anything to do with animals. Jeb's your man. Uh, uh, I will remember, I, I, I think... Uh, whores? That's all me. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> whores? Whores. Whores? Whores. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, okay, well, would you like me to bring you all some breakfast? Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I'll have somebody bring it to you. Thank I'm you. trying to wake everybody up. It's going very poorly. Uh, I'm also waiting for the sideshow to return. Uh, they should be here any moment. Hey, how old is Professor? Uh, early 70s. He's not that much older than me. Okay. It, it's more of a, um, you know, his, I'm an elf. Uh, he's a human thing. Well, oh, if that. I thought you were a human, I'm like, how the fuck old are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, are you it's full elf or half elf? Half elf. It's more of a, uh, you know, the, all of the scars and the scar tissues from doing fire juggling and fire eating for so many years has made his voice very, very raspy and very breathy. Yeah, my voice is raspy and breathy too, but it's not from uh, swallowing fire. No, Moving on. Swallowing the smoke that's produced from the fire, right? <laughs> hey, man. Very good, Ted. That was well done, Ted. That was a David joke, right? Yeah. Oh, we were making like a cocksucking oh, joke. Oh, God, Tyler, come on. Come on, Tyler. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, it's so much better when somebody's completely oblivious about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one went right the fuck over my head. Anyways, so after you all uh, sit down, have a nice big hearty breakfast. Um, Moonlight photosynthesizes. Right. Hearty breakfast. <laughs> uh, you find a nice bright spot. The professor will come up to you again after you have the breakfast, and uh, he's got uh, uh, a couple of people following him, four, four different people. You know uh, these folks, but I'm going to introduce them for you all and the audience. I'm going to introduce Gidarin Elbus, the bearded man. Uh, Gidarin, could you introduce yourself? And uh, is a big, giant, six-foot-tall, broad shoulders, the big curly mustache and everything. And uh, he looks at you and he goes, Yes, so, uh, my name is Gidarin, and I can change my accent to anything that you might need it to be. And I am very fluent in many languages. I can do nearly anything you'll need me to do. And he just like swaps back and forth between accents very quickly. Um, that's his thing. He blends in very well, no matter where he's going. I apologize for uh, tripping you the other night. This is the guy I tripped, isn't it? It is actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I apologize for that. Understandable, Sabatri. These things happen. I was just kind of glad to get out of that godforsaken circle. I'm gonna be honest. I was really close to like hitting on him and making some more sexual jokes, but I think Spencer would kill us. And I don't know how much of this episode's even usable at this point because of all the sexual innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> then the professor will uh, move his hand over to, uh, and this is Tahala Roadwatcher. Uh, we also call her the Tattooed Woman. Uh, you see uh, a, a middle-aged Shawante. She is bald. Very fit and covered in complex tattoos. Tahala will very often wear a cloak and kind of reveal her tattoos one at a time for people uh, while, you know, promoting the show. Most notably, uh, Tahala has the tattoo of a rock that spreads across her back, the rock made of gemstones it looks like that's what the tattoo is and very very intricate uh but she uses the anytime the opportunity to uh 
you know, tell her stories about the Shuanti culture. And then the professor will, will uh, move over to two. This is uh, Hasper and uh, Mightius Jaxus. They're the unjoined twins. Identical twins, separated at birth. Yet they had many odd parallels in their lives. And he would go on to tell stories about how, like, for example, one married a miller named Smith, and the other one married a smith named Miller. Each was cursed by a different witch on her wedding day, one sister for not inviting the witch to the wedding, and the other one for disturbing the witch with too many invitations. Just weird things like that. Finally, in the group, there's a beagle dog that's there. And uh, the professor goes, and this is Cubby. Cubby, would you introduce yourself? The dog looks up and goes, uh, Hello, friends. That's a talking dog. Yes, Jeb, I know that you're aware of that, and I know that I'm aware of that. You don't need to remind me. Wait, what is your name again? Cubby. Not Brian? No, Cubby. <laughs> Brian. 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 No, Cubby. Brian. Brian. Castro Merrymead was yesterday. Brian. Brian. How much have you had to drink already? You should probably lay off all the booze. Sorry, I'm he, he's only had his morning drink. Don't worry about him. Oh, fine. The professor will uh, say, uh, The other day, the uh, sideshow of everyday marvels went into Abiton to spread the tale of the miracle of Mary Mead and to tell everybody of our exploits and hopes of getting them to the next circus show, uh, each of them came back and told me something very interesting and very relevant uh, to what Amea Abba came here with. And the first thing will, the, the, two, the twins will step up. They kind of, they talk, they give their report together and they alternate sentences as they talk. They report that they've seen uh, Hamema, is a grandmother who recently sold her farm and moved into town, was attacked by a wild boar on the street. And apparently there's a whole brood of smaller boars that are just as nasty as the mother uh, by Oldland's Orchard. Tahala investigated the mill this morning and found the region infested with wasps. She notes that their behavior seemed unusual, and she suspects outside influence. There was no evidence of the miller or her family, although everything about the mill seemed to be in working order from a distance. Tahala finds it very unlikely the owner simply abandoned the mill. Gidaran, the bearded man, uh, learned that there's a small crime gang in Aberton called the Muggers, although they don't call themselves by that name for reasons obvious. They hang out at a roadhouse just outside of town to the southeast called Mad Mug. Uh, and according to rumors, uh, the bearded man reports that the muggers just drink all day and cause trouble at night. And the sheriff has been trying to break up the gang for a while now. And the muggers might have gotten brave or reckless enough to do something about the sheriff. And finally, Cubby reports uh, that while he was searching around town, uh, he was near the uh, church. There's a church in Aberton uh, dedicated to Abadar. He was nosing around the church's back fence and detected something different and unpleasant. And it was the scent of rotting flesh. Cubby believes that something unnatural 
lurks in the church's graveyard. Not something necessarily directly involved, but was suspicious and something they found in town nonetheless. Okay. All right. God, there were a lot of jokes I wanted to make in that. I'm sure there were. That was a lot of plot hooks. That was a real quick. When you guys were saying earlier that is this kind of the spy network for the circus, the answer to that is yes. Also, can I just point out that if we have a fucking talking dog, why is that not like the lead act in everything? (laughs) Um, Cubby is a very humble dog. And generally, the whole point of the uh, sideshow of Everyday Marvels is they're not your typical circus sideshow where they, you know, will exploit people who look or have deformities uh, um, and, you know, be kind of like that jeering and pointing and laughing at a sideshow. They basically just tell stories to people about how people who, you know, everyday people can be marvelous and miraculous, etc., how positive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cubby is a very... Uh, loves telling stories about his companions and doesn't really revel much in his own stories. So um, the professor talks him up all the time. Cubby's traveled the world. Uh, Cubby was awakened when he was a puppy. What are we gonna, where do we want to go first? We've got like four fucking leads. What kind of orchard is it? It's an apple orchard. You say fucking turnips... <laughs> it's a turnip orchard. This is where we meet Vorn, and I take over Vorn instead of Savatri. <laughs> oh boy! Um, I mean, last night we were saying we wanted to go save the family, oh, yeah. look into the family. So that would that, be that's, the, that's that sounds the like investigation. Often's mill, but there were wasps, so we'll probably fight a swarm. Wasps, boars, shitty house. Some type of orchard. No, it's a mill. There's going to be, like, bread or shit there. Do you know what they do at a mill? <laughs> well, yeah, they pound, like, grain into flour, man. Okay, okay. But they don't, they you know don't what happens bend. to powdered flour? It can explode. Maybe we can make something explode. What kind of orchard is this? It's a it's an old apple orchard. Actually, the uh, Bosque Odlin was the uh, original owner of the orchard, but he died about two years ago. Savatri wants to go pick apples with... Kestrel. All right, Swanee, you and I each roll all of the d20s, and then whoever gets the higher number, I, I get even, six. I, don't even no, I get five eighty-one. Oh god, I'm gonna lose. I don't even know how to roll all that the dice. You gotta left click to hold it, and then right click over and over and over again. Uh, that would be sixty times. You're not. You yeah, those three short. We got more. You still beat them out. All right, we're going to the mill. So we're going to the mill now. You guys, we're on yeah, the mill. It's decided. We rolled. We're on the mill. The right. dice win. We gotta go try and we gotta go try and take care of the Hofton family. All roll survival. Yeah, we've got a map. Let's look at the map and follow that. You guys have a map? Yeah, we have a map. It's got Hofton Mill marked on it, yo. Oh yeah. And right. and Jeb just rolled a sixteen on his uh, survival check in a small town. I think mm-hmm. we good. Oh, you guys know how to get to the mill. Oh, also cast map. no direction. I'm gonna call him GPS Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> Can we name this the episode GPS Jeb? Yes. It's impossible for you to go through town without you being recognized at this point. A lot of kids will follow you and giggle and laugh. And people will heartily say hi to you and good job and good performance and things of that nature on your way over to the mill. So uh, you guys come up across the mill. Uh, it's on the uh, towards the western side of town on the river. 
and there is what looks to be like a, a small garden to the east side of the mill. Um, there's the big wooden wheel that's turning. The, the mill is it's absolutely still running. Uh, the doors are all shut, though. The windows are all closed. I don't see any wasps. Go ahead and give me a perception check. I rolled a nat 20 and got 27. Uh, so Savatri gets a 27. Uh, Savatri, uh, if you guys get closer to the mill, uh, you can kind of hear, you definitely hear a buzzing sound inside of the mill. Inside the mill? Inside the mill, yes. If Where are we at? Are we approaching from the east, I'm assuming? From the southeast. I also well, think feel like I heard our spies say something about our sideshow spies say something about like the mill is mysteriously like still in operation and doing shit yeah the mill's still turning okay here's what we need to do if there is flour in there which is what is this a a mill that makes flour i mean yes we need to somehow throw fire in there and have it blow the thing up and kill all of the wasps we're not blowing up a wait i'm not the person that should be arguing about It'd this be so moonlight, much fun tell them why we can't blow up a mill savatri doesn't care. i mean not as moonlight but swanee knows what happens when you start buildings on fire <laughs> that's true you kill npcs you kill npcs <laughs> you kill all of the npcs that give out the next quest <laughs> so what are we seeing here is a is that a door and a window yeah, so on the map you're seeing, there on the south end of the building, there is a door. Um, you can't necessarily see deep enough into the garden to see that there's a door there. Savatri, you would know you see a door in, uh, in the garden. There's two windows on the south side. To our west, it looks like there's almost like an incline or decline, like a, like a hill edge. What is that? That's actually like a, a 10-foot like hill. That goes up. Up, yes. up, up. Like a so cliff. We'd have to climb that to go up? Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I'm going to go like, up and look through this window. I'll come with you. Okay. You, know, you go up to the window and you look in. Uh, you see the uh, main working floor uh, of the mill. How many floors does it appear to be, or how tall does this place seem to be? Well, the place is about two stories tall overall. And. You're looking in the mill floor in this in this window here, you can plainly see that this first section here, which is the largest part, uh, this room is both stories, and it holds the the wheel for the mill, and it's just turning and grinding away. There's nobody in here, but you do see a shit ton of wasps in here. Uh, the, wasps the wasps look hostile. They appear to be swarms. Or look it, like large, me, sorry, medium-sized wasps. I mean, I'll go ahead and say that uh, yes, in fact, they're just regular wasps. You're not talking about like giant three-foot wasps. They are definitely, without a doubt, it, it have the ability to form a swarm very quickly, um, and they do look. They look buzzing mad. Oh, so they're all like spread out right now. They're not in a swarm yet. Correct. Those barrels in the northeast corner. And do we have any idea what, what's in them? Mm-mm. Nope. Guys, I'm gonna open the door. Yeah, let's the just wa- go in. I think the I think wasps just, might come after us. Someone just, just start, someone just stand in the doorway and tank them. Let's just start some shit with, with some wasps. Yeah, I, I think the guy that can do bludgeoning damage stay in the front and has the highest AC. I got this. And has the highest AC. Right, I cast shield and open door. Oh, I give him guidance. 
All right. David, slow down, man. I can give you guidance. The <laughs> SWAT team on this is what I'm gathering, right? Uh, SWAT team. <laughs> Wasps. Right, right. I didn't. I totally did that on purpose, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highest concentration of wasps are towards the southwestern corner of the room that you're peering into right now. Who opens the door? Kestrel. All right, give me initiative. To start off, our wasp combat is Savatri. I move behind Kestrel. Are you letting me say that I cast Guidance before, or are you want me to do it now? Yeah, I'll give it to you before, because what's the Guidance duration? A minute? Until the start of my next turn. Ooh. So you um, might want to do it now. <laughs> do it now, yeah. I cast Guidance on him. My right. second action. And third action, I will uh, cast Shield on myself. And then I try to, uh, I don't know, I yell at the wasps, like, Hey, wasps! <laughs> Wait, the wasps don't understand me. Um, hey, wasps. I start making sounds. Hey, you wasps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Beautiful. Turn and over. Then after Savatri, it is indeed the wasps swarm's turn. Oh, there's so many S's in this. Wasp swarm's turn. And it does all of the spare wasps in the room coalesce and you thought you saw a lot but in the corner off of really you couldn't quite see in the corner of the room of uh, because of the windows positioning this is a this is very big there's a ton of wasps in this it looks extremely dangerous and it flies right out of the building and encompasses uh, Savatri and Kestrel what a bitch. Uh, so it's using its first action to get over here to encompass Kestrel and Savatri. It uses its second action uh, to use its swarm ability for this particular swarm. It's called Swarming Stings. And I need both Kestrel and Savatri to give me reflex saves. Oh, good. Well, that's all right. That's my best save. Your guidance can work on it too if you wanted to. Um, I will use the guidance for this. I feel as though this is going to be important. So I'll give it a plus one. My reflex is 10, so I get this plus 11. I rolled a 7, so that gives me an 18. Okay. Savatri rolled a 13, gets a 20. Okay. You both fail this Jesus save, Christ. Which means you both take 7 points of piercing damage, and right. you both need to give me fortitude saves. Oh, good. Good. Uh, I'm a hero point uh, I get a 23 on my fortitude save. Savatri rolled a natural one. Spends a hero point. It's 17, so 21. Well spent. You both succeed the fortitude save. I have a feeling a critical failure on that would have... Uh, it probably would not have been good. It would have hurt, especially on the healer. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys ready for this? Yes. With its third action, it does the same thing again. Yeah, fuck you. That's what, I, that's what I figured. That's what I figured. God damn it. I failed a reflex. I got a 17. Yeah, same. I got a 15. All right. Then you're both going to take, ooh, four points of piercing damage. I rolled literally low on that. And give me fortitude saves. Oh, thank God. 20? I got a 21. Rolled the exact same thing I got last time. Savatri succeeds on the save. Kestrel fails. <sighs> Kestrel, you take four points of poison damage. Okay. 
That could have been worse. And we'll need to do another fortitude save on the wasp swarm's turn. All right. In the meantime, though, the swarm is now finished. Kestrel, it is your turn. Well, I'm not going to move, but everybody else should run away. Um, <clears throat> as one action, I will cast Key Strike. Uh, and then with my second action, I will do Flurry of Blows with that Key Strike. I'll use my uh, hero point. You get a 26. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, yeah, 26 does hit. Not a critical hit? Uh, it is not a critical hit. <sighs> All right, and since I'm using key strike, I'll make the extra D6 damage, force damage. Jesus H Christ, four damage to it. Okay. Rolled a one and a two on my D6. That was fantastic. I loved it. Second attack with. Uh, Hold on. What? How much of it is force? Uh, fucking one of the D D6s is force. The rest okay. of it's bludgeoning. Got it. So you pick. Uh, second attack with my flurry and key strike. That's good though. I rolled a 19, so I get a 24 to hit. 24 does hit. And let's say the second to die is the force damage. So that is nine total damage, three of it being force. Uh, you find as you're swinging uh, at this wasp swarm that it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't actually seem to be doing the damage that you think it's doing to this swarm. Oh, good. Oh, hey, David. Good. Yeah. you're so does your second hit still do force damage? Yeah, all of all of the hits I do within the round um, have the key strike on it. Okay. The only damage that's gone through is the force damage. Good, that is fantastic. I love that. Um, that's terrifying. I guess I'll just make my third <laughs> attack. I guess uh, everybody run away, please. I say, do you have knowledge of nature? You can try to see what it might be weak to. Apparently, I'm it's not bludgeoning. Not have knowledge of nature. If it's not bludgeoning, I mean, I can do slashing and piercing, but I can't imagine that those would do any more damage. So, final attack, I guess. All right. Try doing a different damage type just to see. But There's the no force works. Doing it. Well, there is, because, like, I can't do, like, my key strike with that. Like, for my fists and every and, like, flurries, all I can do is bludgeoning right now. At least I rolled well. I get a 17 to hit. 17 misses. How wonderful. All right, that is the end of my turn. All right, then after Kestrel, it is Moonlight. Oh, I guess I didn't, I forgot to ask. Kestrel or Moonlight were supposed to go first, but Kestrel went, so Moonlight, it's your turn. Being nature recall knowledge, trying to get an idea of what these guys might be weak to. Absolutely, go ahead and give me a nature check. Single action on this. That's gonna be a 20. A 20 is enough. A wasp swarm is definitely has that a very typical wasp ability, or sorry, a very typical swarm ability called Swarm Mind, which gives it resistances against mental spells and effects. It is resistant to bludgeoning and piercing and slashing, but it's less resistant to slashing than it is the other ones. As far as weaknesses are concerned, typical swarm weaknesses, area damage, splash damage. And its venom can get pretty nasty if you don't take care of it. That's about it. I will relay that information. And then I will... I don't know, is there any, like, sharp-looking rocks or broken glass or anything I can pick up off the ground and hurl at them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Essentially, I'm trying to do some slashing damage on my telekinetic projectile. Yes, absolutely. Uh, nope. 
Nope. Got an 11. Rolled a 3. <laughs> not going to hit the swarm. So, that is all three of my actions. All right. Then that's going to bring us down to Jebediah. It's your turn. Wait, can I move in? Hey, I'll just do... Oh, it doesn't matter. Stand somewhere where it, like, it can't encompass you and anybody else. Like, go on the corner. I'm going to run away. Yeah. So don't worry about me. I'll make one move there. I'll have Turtle move up to here. Very good. Well, I will attempt to make a swing at it with the War Axe. Do I get it? Swarms can't be flanked, right? Yeah, I, there's nothing here that says it can't be flanked. No, well, it doesn't do anything there, but we'll try to bite this thing. No, we won't. We're going to claw at it. That makes more sense. 22. Turtle claws. Successfully. Do that damage. Oh, this damage is nutters. Five. Solid. Yes, the bees take some of that slashing claw damage from Turtle. They're wasps, by the way. What did I say? Bees. Bees. Wasps. The bees are friendly. Wasps are hate machines. So, top of round two here. So, basically, Kestrel opened the door. Swarm bursts out of the mill doors and immediately attack the party party discovers oh shit Kestrel can't kill bees like he can kill rats what next Savatri it's your turn Savatri is gonna move back behind Jebediah at a diagonal okay are you, are you sure you wanna do that cause, cause that's gonna put you and that's gonna put you and Jeb I wanna be within touch range of him though didn't really have a choice if that's what you wanna do well I mean if you moved I feel straight like the swarm is not gonna come straight for me though I mean it, it yeah, I would think it's gonna not. swarm from the closest people to him. It's not gonna go after you. And then I'm gonna use my second and third actions to do a ranged heal on Kestrel. Thank you. All right, and Kestrel was at half health. Uh, Kestrel's gonna get 11 HP. Sweet. Thank you, friend. That's my turn. All right. Then after Savatri, the Wasp Swarm will use its first action to use swarming stings. And the only creature that's in yes. its square is Kestrel. Yes. So go ahead and give me a reflex save. Yes. Fuck. 13. Kestrel fails. You really need to make one of them. His I made one. Save and takes four points of piercing damage. And then you also need to give me a fortitude save. 25. Well done. All right. Then with the swarm's second action, swarm is over turtle and uses its third action to attack the adorable little cat. So give me a reflex save for turtle. 14. 14 fails. Turtle's going to take (laughs) three points of piercing damage. These are D8s I'm rolling, not D4s. (laughs) You are rolling very poorly on the damage. Oh no. Two D8s and I've gotten a three a four and like it's been bad another four seven was the most i did and then that's going to be the wasp swarm's turn and it is now kestrel's turn okay new strategy i can't hurt this thing in the standard way so in 
um, uh, just an attempt to try and get it to have to move around. I want to move over there. I move to the west a few feet, and then I'm going to cast uh, Ray of Frost at it and see how that does. Okay, okay. Go ahead and make your spell attack roll. I roll a one. Critical miss. That is the end of my turn. Yes, it is. Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight's going to move a little to the west to put a little bit more distance between themselves and the swarm. And then, yeah, we'll pick up just another rock or something that'll cause try to cause it some slashing damage here. Okay. Party is also spreading Oh, net 20. Nice. 28. Nice. Very good. All right, then go ahead and double that slashing damage on this. Total of... Okay. It probably didn't do it that did, right because... It didn't because it resisted every single one. It did still resist seven on bludgeoning and piercing. So it would have done six damage instead of nine. Well, that's only the first half. So total is... What, 14 minus 3? So 11 damage. So 11 damage. That's a big hit. That is my turn. All right. Move cast. Then after Moonlight just rips off a chunk of these wasps out of the air with this jagged rock that they found, it is Jebediah's turn. All right, let's uh, try this again. We'll immediately give an action to Turtle, and he's going to back out of this. She will back out of the said storm and try another claw tag. 19. 19 hits. Six damage. Ooh, nice. That gets resisted down to three, but damage is in fact still damage. Max deeps. Max deeps. All right. I'm going to circle around. Ooh, make him flat-footed. Yeah, flat-foot a bunch of wasps somehow. <laughs> somehow. Seven. She gets resisted down to four, but Jeb slices through some wasps, and now there's a lot of them dead in front of the mill door. Means they do less damage. <laughs> it should. <laughs> sure as hell doesn't. Savatri at the top of round three. Your turn. How hurt is uh, Turtle? Turtle pretty hurt? Not at all. He took took three points of damage. Well, can you fix poison stuff? I mean, I can treat poison, but that's... Like an action thing? Yeah, I don't think that's really a thing I'd do. We'll do it out of combat. I mean, that kind of is a standard action, but... You can treat poison as a single action? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Battle medicine, maybe? No, it's just a single action manipulate. Well, don't get up next to me. We don't want to give it, like, two targets to attack. We'll do it after we kill it, hopefully. Oh, shit. Kestrel, give me a fortitude save. Okay. From last round. He gave one when he got attacked, didn't he? No, no he was going to take one because he was already poisoned. This is from the existing poison. I fail. Fail with a 10. You critically fail with a 10. Critically fail with a 10? Jesus Critically Christ. fail with a 10. This might change what you end up doing, Spadre. Did you did you give me a, uh, a hero point for playing Kestrel so well? Did I? In, in the RP? Yeah, you said you were going to. Did I? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember doing that. I'm going to use two actions to move up to Kestrel, and I'll use my third action to treat poison on him. Kestrel, you take seven points of poison damage. Okay. 
and you're clumsy too. And what is the? How does the treat poison work? What's it do? Oh, I don't know. I just rolled an at twenty on it though. Oh hell yeah! So it's that a medicine tr- check against the poison's DC. Critical success. You grant the creature a plus four circumstance bonus to its next saving throw against the poison. The next save is going to be on the wasp's turn. Yeah, it's supposed to be one round, probably, from when yeah. it happens. Or when it was inf- infected. That makes sense. Inflicted? Yes. Infected? One of those inflicted. That is my three turns. David, uh, I hope you make that save. Yep, me too. Yep, you're going to need to do it now. Go ahead. Now? Uh, yeah, what Savatri, the swarm is after Savatri. And, I get uh, plus four on this save. I get a 27 total. You succeed on this one. You do not critically succeed. You were at stage two. Your success brings it down to stage one. And you take six points of poison damage. Goodness gracious. The swarm spends its first action to uh, engulf Jebediah. Back the fuck off. No, they're going to sting you, like a lot. Give me a reflex save. 22. Yes, that does it. You're going to take half, three piercing damage. You're going to need to give me a fortitude save because you took damage. Okay. 20. 20 fails. That's ridiculous. And with its third action, it is also going to sting you a bunch all over again. Give me another fortitude save, please. Reflex save first, right? Sorry, reflex save, please. That's you, Jeb. Die faster, Jebediah. Natural 20. success. <laughs> okay, so you don't take any damage, and... Uh, you I dodge also... bee stings! <laughs> with my nimbly dwarf feet. <laughs> yeah, somehow that works. And you don't need to make a fortitude save, because you didn't take any damage. Well done. Darn Kestrel, it's your turn. I will die, probably. Yeah? Um, Already? Let me treat poison on myself. Treat poison is a medicine skill action and requires you have healer's tools. In my bandolier? Why, yes, I do. Aha! Yes, that does work. Yes, Yes, I do. It is one of the very few things I actually carry on me. You'll see, in my inventory, I have it very specifically marked. Um, So let's go ahead and try and do that. Fuck. <laughs> That's a nat God, 20. I think like you roll that on your actual fortitude save to cure the poison. I wish. Shit. All right. Critical success gives you a plus four circumstance bonus to the next saving throw against the poison. All right. Um, then I will. Yeah, I'm just going to launch another ray of frost at the thing. Give it a shot. All right. Let's see it. Uh, I get a 17 to hit it. 17 does miss. Then after Kestrel, it is Moonlight's turn. I want more rocks. Moonlight's DPS in this this match. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two hits. Another sharp rock. Some more sharp rocks coming. Oh, ten. Ten damage. Gets resisted down to seven, but that was a big hit to the swarm. <coughs> I'm actually going to move the opposite direction, way over here. Maybe he'll think I'm a threat and come after me, so I'll try to lead it away from everybody else. Okay, Good. okay. I don't think it really quite realizes that you're what's dealing it damage. It just thinks nature. Right, I don't care. Nature's, nature's mad at it. <laughs> nature's <laughs> throwing rocks at it. All right, then after Moonlight, it's Jebediah's turn. Let's kill some bees. Kill some bees. 
I'm not even gonna step out. Stay in that. Stay in that square, huh? We're gonna give a move to the cat. Attack it with some claws. Twenty-one. Right now. Twenty-one hits. Three, which is probably nothing. It actually is, in fact, no damage. Eighteen. Eighteen does hit. I will end my turn. All right. South of the the buzzies. So you do exit the wasps. Yeah. All right. Then that's gonna take us over to Savatri. Savatri will treat poison on Kestrel. He already did it on himself. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't see anything in the rules that says I can't do it. There's both circumstance bonuses. They wouldn't stack. Uh, I mean, you could just heal him. Yeah, I'm going to move over here. Savatra backs away. And does another two action heal. You get 10 HP. Sweet. Thank you. All right. Then after Savatri, it's the Wasp Swarm's turn. But we're just going to go ahead and get some fortitude saves here. Incoming. I get a 24. 24 saves and Kestrel reduces his is reducing from stage one down to nothing. Yay! No longer poisoned. Yay! 18. 18 will fail. You are already at stage one because you took damage. Failing this time puts you into stage two. You're going to take three points of poison damage from a 2d6. Shit. And you are clumsy too. Alright, now... The swarm will do a thing. Spends an action to move over to Turtle in the next two actions to attack Turtle. Give me two reflex saves, punk! Sorry, that was really mean. I like Turtle. But I am trying to kill her. 17! 17 pails. Everybody likes Turtle. Then let's just do eight points of piercing damage because of the failed reflex save. Give me a fortitude save. Critical failure. Bad. I think we gave... uh hero points to yeah, the turtle, we did. didn't we? Turtle we gets a hero decide. point. We did decide to give turtle hero point, yes. Why? <laughs> because. Because I, I like turtle. He's the he hero that we all deserve. Not a critical <laughs> failure. Okay. Probably right, so, good. Yeah, just a regular, regular failure uh, that's still going to end up getting her six points of poison damage. Jesus. That put turtle down or no? Not yet. She's holding strong. Turtle's a tank. At one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Kestrel. Hey, you got one turn. more attack, bro. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Turtle, give me a reflex save. <laughs> That's a failure. Well, I mean, we have, like, what? A 40% chance to actually succeed on that? Yeah. How high, ridiculously high the saves are? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. Need to give me another, another oh, yeah. fortitude save. I'm down. Yeah, you do. Oh. Because it makes a difference on how fast your dying condition increases. Ten. Ah, oh, that's a critical failure. So I put Drago to dying too. Not because of critical failure, but because it took two two different instances of damage. Yes. That yes. Turtle is dying too. Even with the crit failure, that'd be dying three. That's a good point. Turtle is dying three. Hell yeah. Christ. Turtle is dying three. Then after the wasp swarm puts down the beloved turtle, Kestrel, it's your turn. Yeah, I have very little to do, so uh, we will just cast that ray of frost again, and hopefully we roll decently. 
That's all I've got to do. Get a hit. Get a hit. Oh, my nope. God. Not with a 10 to hit. Fuck's sake. That is going to be a failure. Uh, then with my final action, um, I fucking climb up this wall, get a little bit further away. Like you're climbing? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, you do have to climb that. This is okay. a 10-foot incline. Okay. Are you trained in athletics? Why are you yes. running away from me? Because you need to deal with uh, turtle. <laughs> yeah, you need to deal with turtle. Maybe I can. Maybe it's I can. Uh, so you're telling me, Tyler, that I need to actually make an ath- athletics check to get up that thing? Yes. Okay, I will do so. Twenty six. You're fine. Uh, you uh, critically succeed the climb check. Great job He's... rolling on your climb. Yeah, that yeah, was wonderful. Right. And that was that was the uh, the sigh. That was what you needed to be rolling high on. Uh, the, the critical success for a climb in combat, you move up across or safely down the incline for five feet plus five feet for per 20 feet of your land speed. Uh, cool. So, I moved to where I am at. All right. Kessel's right at the top of that ledge or that uh, little cliffside. It is now Moonlight's turn. Yeah, I'm going to throw another rock. Throw more sharp rocks seems to be the only thing that's working. I think you're probably using the same rock on repeat. Mad 20. <laughs> Get wow. that crit. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's not a very good first roll. Oh, that's garbage. Okay. There you a go. Total of 15 damage. 15 damage. Uh, it, resistance shaves off three. It's a total of 12 damage. It had 11 HP left. It, it's a discard you found a discarded uh hand scythe in the garden that you spotted and you used it and it just tore through the wasps what's left is retreating just away you know what i could do i could just be like throwing my sickle around just like my sickles like flying around honestly that's why i was carrying the dagger when i was going to be using a telekinetic projectile was so i had something that i could do different types of damage with that's a much better idea than sharp rocks. Yeah, well, but it doesn't I mean, matter. Like it just—it was just flavor. Yeah, it's flavor. But the sickle is uh, less than one bulk, so I could do that. Yeah, it's got—it's such a fun spell because there are a lot of things that are less than one bulk. It wouldn't come back to you though. No, I just. Well, you just go pick it up. Just but use you the telekinetic projectile to the, toss it again. Exactly, because the projectile just has to be within thirty feet of you, which it absolutely would be at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. That's, that's kind of cool, though. Good call. Congratulations, guys. Uh, you successfully defeated the Wasp Swarm. But we uh, need to go fucking save Turtle's life. Uh, y- yes, immediately following the demise of swarm the Wasp here. Swarm, Turtle is, in fact, dying three, and it is, in fact, Jebediah's turn. Tune in next week to see Does Turtle Survive? Thank you for joining us here on the MinMax Podcast. If you want to learn more about us, you can check out our website, minmaxed.com, where we have links to all sorts of things and a blog where we talk about nerdy stuff. If you want to support us, check out our Patreon. We would really appreciate it. We'll see you again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.